What's up, everybody? This is Brian from Positivity Unleashed Podcast, LLC, and you're listening to the Positivity Unleashed Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Clark. What's going on, brother? Hi, everyone. Doing well. Doing well. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing awesome, man. Doing really, really good. Another day, another opportunity. Really Mm -hmm. excited for it. Was very excited for us to do episode seven today. And today, we're going to be talking about a pretty interesting topic. I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm going to I'm going to throw it to you, Clark, to, to give us the intro to this, this discussion and then take it away. Yeah. So the inspiration for this episode came from a video by Simon Sinek. He posted on LinkedIn, but he has kind of been on this train lately of having uncomfortable conversations. Now, his outlook on this is this is something we should be teaching in schools because he says, you know, what's better for your career than having uncomfortable conversations? And um, there may be a negative connotation to uncomfortable conversations like it's a bad thing or, you know, I have to have I have to say something that maybe I don't feel good about saying. But why is Simon Sinek so Uh, excited about talking about this because he presents this framework around how to have an uncomfortable conversation because by expressing your feelings, this opens up communication to maybe how you feel, um, maybe what you intended something to have happen and having those conversations can help you get to a better place in the end. To relate this back to positivity, you know, it may seem like a negative thing, but it can have incredibly positive outcomes. And furthermore, if we don't have these uncomfortable conversations, we hold on to negative feelings, we hang on to our ideas, and that becomes negative baggage in your mind that you will be carrying with you throughout your day, throughout your week. So with that, I want to tell two stories here of two uncomfortable conversations I have had to had. Now, one of them went really poorly, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll explain why in a sec. But I would say in the end, that uncomfortable conversation I had led to a positive outcome for me. Hmm. So it did have a positive consequence. The second one actually went really well, and I'll explain that one as well. So let's start with the first one. This was a job that I had. So for you listeners out there, I think uncomfortable conversations are important to have in the workplace because, you know, maybe uh, a colleague of yours has an idea for something that you're looking at and you're like, you know, deep down, I just don't agree with it. So you need to bring that up. You need to have an uncomfortable conversation with them. So, and of course that can lead to synergy, have an open, positive conversation about where you want to meet in the middle. So for me, I was in a a work context. This happened so long ago. I don't mind talking about it because this was (laughs) ages ago, but it was somewhere between like an internship and a job. And I got in there thinking like, Oh, this is great situation for me. And my boss interviewed me. And during that, even during that conversation, there were some flags that came up in the interview. I'm like, Hmm, that was a little strange. And I start the job And I kind of learned two things pretty quickly. First thing I learned is that the person who was my boss was 
not very nice to me. And I learned that she wasn't very nice to the other people in the office too. Eventually, mm. I started hearing rumors and conversations like, wait a minute. I think 90% of the people in this office do not like this person. <laughs> and she's this person was my direct boss. Days go by. Days go by. Weeks go by. Every time I walked into this office, I had so much anxiety. I did not feel good because this person, like, I did not have a single positive interaction with this person. This person chewed me out for every little thing that I did. Huge micromanager. There were times that I was working on, like, really important stuff, and she would come in and yell at me for like some little thing. And I'm like, what is going on? Like I just came to work with <laughs> so much negative emotion every day. It was horrible. Uh-huh. Nightmare situation. So I talked to my friends about it and I decided, you know what? I'm going to have this uncomfortable conversation and I muster up the courage to do it. I presented kind of what I just said. I was like, Hey, you know, I need to have a conversation with you. That's the first the first step. And Simon, I didn't know this at the time, but what Simon Sinek would have recommended that I do is say, hey, uh, you know, we need to have kind of an uncomfortable conversation right now. But I did say, you know, I, walked, I approached this person and said, hey, we need to have a conversation. And I told this person how I felt, which is the next step in his framework. Like, say how you feel. I said, hey, you know, we haven't had a single positive interaction since I got here. And I want to know what we can do to change that. This person's response was, Clark, you need to work harder. I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe that just happened. So Mm. after that, I left. And I would say that was the positive outcome is that there were so many flags in this situation. And I went through that uncomfortable conversation. And at the end, it was just like, boom, another red flag. So for that, I would say the positive outcome was I learned, you know what? this is not a good situation for me to be in. I need to get mm-hmm. out. So I left, went on with my life, have had much better bosses, much better managers since then. And, you know, it felt like a weight, weight off my shoulders. So, you know, that's one way that that can go. Yeah, <laughs> right? maybe, uh, maybe that yeah. that that old boss of yours uh, would benefit from our our leadership podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, that person definitely would uh, benefit from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think if we want to if we want to kind of take that apart a little bit, I think she had power hunger issues and trust issues. You know, because if you were coming to me and saying like, you know. There, Clark, go put out paper towels in the kitchen. What that tells me subconsciously is that you don't trust me to do it and you don't trust me to get my job done. So no trust at all. But As part of your something with your role already, like your yes. role was to do paper towels yes. and then they're telling you. Yeah. So, I mean, like a little bit of micromanaging, maybe, maybe that was kind of an aspect of, of their leadership style and that's what kind of they felt worked best for them. Doesn't sure. necessarily mean it works best for everyone, but yeah. For them, maybe that was their outlook on on the situation. You know, totally. Um, totally. I mean, there's there's definitely a saying that people say, and it's people don't quit bad jobs; they quit bad leaders, right? And sounds like that was unfortunately the situation you went through. But like yeah. you said, looking at a positive outlook, even though you went through that, you yeah. definitely learned some things. And on top yes. of that, it resulted in you landing exactly where you're supposed to be exactly. at your current job. And yes, it got me to a better place. I mean, had I not had that conversation uncomfortable conversation maybe you know it wouldn't have led me to to leaving so yeah. definitely a positive outcome there
The second one I want to talk about to make it more positive is an uncomfortable <laughs> conversation that I just had uh, that had a positive outcome. And mm. this is a person who's a really close friend of mine. And kind of what happened was over time, something was building up, right? There's like a little bit of tension within me. And I think this is where I, what I got wrong. What I did wrong was I didn't bring up maybe this uncomfortable feeling that I had earlier because mm. had, had I done it earlier and nipped it in the bud, then it wouldn't have had to turn into the uncomfortable conversation I just had. It would have been a lot uh, smaller of a situation, right? It would have been like, mm. hey, here's this thing. Let's talk about it. Boom, done. But instead, I messed up by holding on to it. And I think that's the lesson that I want to give everybody today. Don't hold on to these things because if you do, you carry it with you. And this person did something today that was like the final straw. I was like, okay, this, it really set me off. And I think what I did right was I was, I let myself be angry about it. Like, you know what? That really, really grinds my gears. But I went for a walk. I called my great friend Brian <laughs> to ask him his opinion and advice on what to do. And I settled down. I wanted to make sure that my emotions weren't super clouded when I did have this conversation. So that's why mm -hmm. I called Brian first. <laughs> <is to try laughs> to, because what I didn't want to have happen was to call this person and chew them out because I have so many emotions going on in my head. I want to mm -hmm. say, okay, I want to have right. – I want to have – when you have these uncomfortable conversations, make sure you're like in a more rational headspace and you might be anxious. It might not feel good, but tr try to make sure you're not angry as I was. So mm -hmm. another thing I got wrong, but I do, I think it's okay to feel those emotions, but make mm -hmm. sure that you don't act on them. So I, I think mm -hmm. I did get that right. So called Brian and the other good thing that I think I did was instead of furthering, holding on to all that anger and negativity, I'm like, this is a breaking point. I need to call this person and tell them how I feel. And mm -hmm. literally as soon as I got off the phone with Brian, I called this person and I did, I used the framework. I said, Hey, we need to have an uncomfortable conversation. This is how I feel. I express my feelings. And you know what the person said? I didn't even realize <laughs> like this person <laughs> had no intention of hurting my feelings. This person didn't mm -hmm. realize what he was doing, but you know, this person listened he understood the situation. He made me feel heard and understood, so he did a good job of that. Right. At the end, you know, he apologized. We uh, kissed each other goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know that was that. And so we're on we're in a better place now. And I think that's a situation where it's like, look, had I held on to those negative emotions, I would have continued to ruminate, continued to build animosity to this person that I truly love as a friend. Like this person is really close to me, so. Again, situation where it's just a lot better to to do it and nip it in the bud, but do it using this framework is really positive. So good. Um, I'll definitely say a couple things about that. I, I want to say first and foremost, good for you, man, for acknowledging that. Like you showed a lot about your emotional intelligence for yourself that you were able to self-analyze and be like, hey. I'm not feeling happy right now, right? Like I'm, I'm yeah. definitely feeling some emotions and, and they're not mm -hmm. the best. Like let me do something about that to change my mindset and get to a better state of mind before mm -hmm. I talk to this person. And you went for a walk, you talked to, to me and we talked it out. And then by the time you called that person, you were in a much better state. It resulted in a much better conversation. And thank goodness, because can you imagine if you went into that conversation with those emotions mm -hmm. and he went, 
Clark, I didn't even know. Yeah. You yeah. were probably a little bit of hurt, right? You were like, yeah. whoa. So yeah. it, it was really, really, I, I want to kind of give you hats off and an applause that you were able to self-analyze your emotions mm-hmm. and, and take the steps necessarily to de-escalate yourself before you. coming into that effective communication that you had with them. Thank you, Brian. I really do appreciate that, hearing that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess kind of second things I'll say, and this this goes to everyone else out there, is this is this is exactly a really good example of why it's so important to be able to start to acknowledge your feelings and your emotions when you start to feel them. That way you can have a, an uncomfortable conversation like this one, like Clark did, but you can make sure your emotions are not invested into that conversation and it doesn't go a certain direction. That way you can make sure your communication is effective. You can make sure that your points are from a rational standpoint and one of hoping that the other person will understand and they will understand your perspective just like you understand their perspective. Um, So I know we talked about perspective last episode, but this really could kind of tie into your everyday life, just like a, a situation like this. Absolutely. And and going off that, tying it back to Simon Sinek once again, one story Simon Sinek has is talking about truth and honesty and being honest about things. And, hmm. and one point he makes about honesty that I find very important is timing. And that's what I used here too. Is And I was thinking about Simon Sinek when I did it, is instead of calling this person up and chewing them out, I was like, okay, this is not the right time. So the story he tells is he had a friend in theater and he goes to see the play and it was awful. He thought it was awful. And so right after that, she comes off stage, gives him a big hug and goes, what do you think? She's filled with emotion. She's filled with adrenaline. Like she just got off the stage. So she has all these emotions right now. And so he knows that if he tells her, you know, that was not good. He's going to really hurt her feelings in that situation. So what does he do instead? You don't have to say that thing, but you do have to say something true. And so what he said was, you know, it's such an honor and pleasure that I finally got to be able to see you do your thing. And so that's a great way to, you know, give some positive feedback. And then Mm -hmm. he said two or three days later, he calls her up and they had a perfectly rational conversation about what he really thought of the play. Mm. And so another good example of timing. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of an interesting uh, topic or an interesting kind of subsection of Mm -hmm. uh, these uncomfortable conversations because you're right. Timing can be key. And again, it could be due to emotions, right? Maybe you need Mm -hmm. a little bit of time to come off or maybe it's, you know, kind of saying those things right after this person's in such a good mood might not be the best situation. You might want to wait, you know, a little bit, wait till, you know, wait till maybe a a different time to have that discussion. But uh, to, to, I guess our main point here, right, Clark, is we have those uncomfortable conversations, whether that is right now, or maybe you got to wait a little bit, or maybe do it tomorrow or the next week, right? Make sure you at least have them, right? That way they're not as to your, your point earlier, Clark, right? You're not bubbling things up, sorry, you're not holding these these feelings up, thinking, ah, right? <laughs> better, what they say, better late than never. Right. Yeah. Right. So that, that's a very good good bring up about timing. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of putting this all together, and I guess in a, in a positive outlook to, mm-hmm. to kind of wrap this all together, Clark, 
I would say it's super important to have these conversations for all the reasons we just discussed, but also because once again, it's also retraining your brain in a certain way because mm. a negative, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a, a uncomfortable conversation can have a negative connotation to it, right? Yeah. Like you think, oh no, like I don't want to have this conversation. Like this is going to be awkward and you know, maybe they'll get mad at me or maybe they'll get upset or, or maybe they won't agree with me. Through doing so, it gives this negative connotation in our head. But through this practice of having these uncomfortable conversations and using perspective again, instead of you have to have these conversations, you get to have these uncomfortable conversations. And through doing so, you could start to train your brain to be comfortable with uncomfortability, with mm -hmm. these uncomfortable conversations, and yeah. knowing that everything you're doing is through a way of trying to have effective communication to resolve whatever the issue, problem, idea is that you have with this other person or other party. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, it's the way I see it is you have to do something uncomfortable to get to a place of comfortability. Like you have to do something hard to get something good. And as I mentioned, hopefully my stories illustrate Thanks. the positive outcomes that can come of this. You know, I think, I think plus one thing maybe mentioned there with my, my friend that I just did this with, I think maybe this even strengthens our bond because it shows, look, you know, I mean, again, what I did wrong and now I need, I need to do this right in the future is to speak my mind. You know, to mm -hmm. really say, hey, this is how I feel. And so now our relationship is a little stronger because now we can both feel comfortable saying how we really feel. And but in a mature way, <laughs> because mm -hmm. I also do see yes. a lot of people, they take a lot of pride in saying whatever's on their mind whenever they feel like it. I don't know if you can think of these people. I could definitely think of these people. But those people come off as uh, brash and sometimes rude because, you know, if you say, you know, it's like Simon Sinek. He could have been like, your play sucked. I hated it. <laughs> you know? It's like that's very brash and rude to, to do that way. So I think, again, the positive outcome for me was now my friend and I can say how we feel in a mature way. And that's mm -hmm. a positive outcome. I would say so. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that, right? I think that level of communication and handling it in the correct way with those uncomfortable conversations can result in very positive outcomes and even a better relationship potentially with that person, just as your example, Clark. So I think that's awesome. I'm really happy that that conversation went the right way. Um, and I'm really happy that you two can be in a better place now, maybe even a better relationship because of it, um, which – Hey, that, that situation going to result in something maybe going the other direction, but I think the way that you handled it resulted in a positive outcome. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So wrapping this all up together, some final thoughts from me and Clark, I would say, remember to keep a positive outlook on these situations. And remember, the more and more you have these uncomfortable conversations and get used to it, the more comfortable you're going to be with having them and the better you're also going to be mm. at them between not only your communication, but also your timing. I mean, better relationships at work, better relationships with your friends, better relationships with your girlfriend, spouse, husbands, significant others of all shapes and sizes. You know, uh, it'll help strengthen those bonds and, and move to a place where, you know, when things happen and you feel some kind of way, you're able to express those feelings positively. So with that, uh, I hope you all gained something valuable from today's episode because I know for me moving forward and I think for Brian as well, 
uh, we'll definitely be using this one. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode seven. We were, again, very excited for this one. We hope you got some takeaways from it like we did. We will be looking forward to next week for episode eight. So keep an eye out for next Monday, episode eight, and we will talk to you then. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. As always, remember to keep on smiling. Smiling.